Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Hi everybody, I'm Stuart Russell from Ross Video and it is a pleasure to be joined today by Sean Snyder who is our Vice President for Production Workflow and Cloud Services. Sean, it is a pleasure to have you here with us today. Beyond access from anywhere, what are the main advantages of cloud-based solutions? I think the, the couple of things you really get out of cloud are this idea of flexibility and scalability. So, you know, traditionally, a lot of the times when you're building studios or you're building, putting in newsroom systems or MAM systems and those types of things, a lot of times you're building for peak. So it's this idea that you've got, you know, an event that's going to scale. Maybe you've got a one-off event that you've done, and now all of a sudden you've had to build this big studio for something that you're not getting a lot of utilization of most of the time. The cloud offers this flexibility to basically provision resources as you need them and then tear them down when you're done. And you're only paying for the consumption of the time that you're using the system in those areas. So those are some of the big advantages that I see um, in the in the cloud world. So how has the pandemic changed our industry's attitudes to cloud-based solutions and, and SaaS? And has it changed the nature of the solutions that are being offered? The pandemic kind of hit abruptly. And when it did, it forced our industry into a mode that we weren't used to. It really accelerated this idea of remote production and distributed workflows. You know, immediately when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden nobody could get access to buildings anymore. You, you know, you had to work with minimal staff, but producing the same quality content. And then a lot of the times, even your, your talent became distributed. You're, you might have anchors working and shooting out of their home office or their basement, you know, and, you know, all of the, the fun things that come with that. And, and when this really happened, it forced a lot of a lot of technology vendors and broadcasters to start aligning and working together to figure out ways to get a lot of the technology to work remotely so that somebody can sit in their living room and cut a show or uh, they can easily bring in remote contributors from wherever they are. And the cloud really helped enable a lot of this type of remote contribution and remote uh, remote ways of working. So that was really the one of the big impacts with the pandemic was this acceleration of, of remote remote work from anywhere type of mentalities. Is the future of the live production industry now inevitably in the cloud? Oh, I think undoubtedly so. You know, there there's definitely still challenges with moving workflows to cloud. You know, when I, when I look at a lot of what, what we've done in the first pass on the vendor side, it was moved the, the low-hanging fruit to cloud. The pandemic certainly accelerated more and more. But I think when you look at the future, you know, the, the move away from purpose-built technology in the broadcast world to more cloud-based solutions and cloud-based technologies, you know, moving initially software, but then ultimately, you know, video and video processing equipment into the cloud. The benefits, the flexibility, the utilization models, they just, they make a lot of sense in cloud. You know, and as the cloud accelerates and, and becomes more powerful as, as, you know, internet connections continue to get better um, and really the flexibility that it offers, I, I see pretty much everything in this industry eventually migrating to cloud. There's going to be, there's going to be time to get there. You know, this isn't something that's happening tomorrow. You know, there's a lot of factors you have to consider as well. Cost being a big one, um, you know, moving large amounts of video, especially uncompressed video in and out of the cloud is difficult, both from a cost, but also just an infrastructure perspective. So we've got challenges that still need to be overcome. But I, I in the future, I definitely see, you know, moving as much as we can to cloud, um, getting the benefits of centralization, maintenance and things like that, and reducing equipment at the edge as much as possible. So... 
What are the potential pitfalls of moving to a cloud-based solution and what are the circumstances in which cloud might not be the right choice? Thanks, Stuart. This is an interesting question because I don't think cloud is right for everybody today. I, I think that in a lot of use cases, it's great. I don't know if the maturity of the broadcast technology to move fully to cloud is there yet. Um, and there's a lot of factors to consider when you're trying to, to look at moving to cloud. One of the big ones being cost. You know, like I've mentioned in, in many, many talks in the past, moving some of these video workloads to clouds can be prohibitively expensive today. So we have to weigh those, those factors in. Availability of service and things like that also sometimes play into the concerns. When we look at some of the centralized systems, if you know having a central repository and utilizing cloud for storage or cataloging of, of large assets or service-based consumption, um, doing AI and metadata analysis, those types of things, it's really good. And we are starting to see workloads shift from on-premise into the cloud as the next gen develops. But there is a lot of factors you have to weigh in to, to moving stuff to the cloud, availability, cost, and, and all those different things. And, and the technology is gonna continue to mature. And over time, those costs, you know, they reduce and we find new, more efficient ways of moving video and moving content in and out. And, and as we need to, that will certainly change the dynamic. I think the other thing is as we see more and more technology move from on-prem into the cloud, you know, with stuff like virtualized graphics or virtualized switchers or virtualized playback, once you create that ecosystem and it all lives in the cloud, it becomes a lot more easy to shift the entire workload up there. But it, until then, we're still balancing these hybrid workloads where part of the work is part of the solutions in the cloud and part of the solutions on-prem. And sometimes those can be very difficult to manage. So, you know, those are other considerations to take into account uh, when you're looking at a, a total end-to-end -end cloud solution. You know, we're getting there. Uh, I'm very excited for the future. I'm, I'm, you know, I know that we are seeing more and more technology shift to cloud and that is going to be the future of where we go, but it's still going to take some time to get there. So how does Ross see the trend towards cloud and SaaS affecting product roadmaps in future? And do products and solutions need to be specifically engineered for the cloud? I think that it's already impacted product roadmaps. You know, cloud has been on Ross's radar for the last several years. We were the first company to ever bring a newsroom system into the cloud uh, with Inception. Um, we have uh, an asset management system running in the cloud in SaaS. You know, we are actively looking at, and, and shifting more and more technology into the cloud. And getting there has been a bit of a journey. Um, in some of the products that were more traditional software, it's been a lot easier to move them to the cloud because the architectures lend themselves. In, in many cases, we actually have had some of these architectures in place for a decade or more, knowing that this was coming and building more natively into the cloud and taking advantage of some of the AWS, for example, services that allow you to really scale and be more efficient in the cloud. So I think in a lot of cases, it's already impacted product roadmaps. When we start thinking about where we're going, it's not just about forklifting existing products into the cloud. And I think that that's sort of the initial take on a lot of people is let's just move this whole workflow into the cloud. And, you know, that's not, that's not really the way that we want to approach things. A lot of the times we're going to end up redesigning technologies, especially as we move from a more FPGA or a hardware-based approach to a software-based approach. And then from there, you we can distill things down into more cloud-native, if you will, um, technologies and using stuff like containerization, um, using more microservice-based approaches and smaller units of consumption, allowing us to scale individual components of a solution more dynamically than others, um, but also just engineering things like security into the cloud. 
Um, when we first moved Inception into the cloud, one of our challenges with moving the newsroom was we still have all these on-premise devices to talk to, all this, these graphic systems or automation or video servers and things like that. The teleprompters, they all live on-prem still. Well, we've got our newsroom in the cloud. How do we overcome the fact that part of the device and part of the equipment's in one world and part of it's in the other. And we had to create some really clever, creative solutions to overcome these. And, and we actually spawned something out of this that we gave back to the industry called Moss version four, which is entirely designed with cloud in mind, being able to take and bridge an on-prem device with Moss to a, a cloud newsroom or vice versa to be able to overcome some of those challenges of that hybrid network. So, you know, that that's sort of where we're going. A lot of this has already impacted roadmaps. Uh, we're well on our way to, to creating, you know, really solid cloud-based infrastructure technologies and a lot of platform-style products to be able to take advantage of some of the cloud stuff that's, uh, that's here today and that's coming in the future. Is the move towards cloud affecting any other aspect of, of live production and are there any knock-on effects from this? Well, I think the move to cloud is is a challenge in many ways. It's, you know, there's a lot of technology that we're starting to have to th rethink workflows and things like that as we build and shift products into the cloud. I think there's been some really good positives out of it as well. Um, things like bringing remote contribution and remote feeds into a production now through the cloud is easier than it's ever been because everything everything basically amalgamates now in the cloud. So being able to bring in people from home um, or remote guests uh, but also being able to bring productions and content back from remote sites and remote events. You know, uh, if you're doing a large sporting event overseas, being able to stream and bring that video back in and immediately edit it either in the cloud or bring it back in a low res and do some proxy editing on, on premise, things like that have become a lot, a lot simpler with the cloud. And I think it's really opened up some really cool workflows that were difficult to do before. It's also allowing us to do stuff like distribute content in a really interesting way. You know, OTT services and being able to have, you know, existing traditional workflows, push content, deliver content, OTT, to be able to reach end users and consumers of that content in ways that we've never been able to do before. So uh, it's really unlocked a lot of capabilities that, you know, if you even go back five or 10 years were very difficult to do, that would have required one vendor to create large networks and, and do a lot of stuff. You know, we get a lot of that for free now using using cloud-based technology and cloud-based services, which which is allowing us to, you know, focus on building new creative and clever ways to design and distribute and the, the workflow side of the content as opposed to worrying about some of the nuts and bolts that we just get for free. And I think developers these days really get to take advantage of that and, and those technologies and what they're doing. So from a consumer side of it or from a, a consumption side of it, you know, it's, it's great because it means that vendors like us are able to focus on building amazing applications and not worrying about all the underlying architecture and infrastructure and distribution and, and hosting, um, you know, and not having to worry about managing large fleets of physical servers in, sitting in, you know, data centers all over the world. Leave that to people that know that really, really well and allows us to just focus on what's important for our customers. Great, John. Thanks again for your time. for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.